0: You're listening to the Team Stripes Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 97 of the Team Stripes Podcast, proudly presented by Acme Whistles, helping you make the big call since 1870. The legendary Acme Thunderer is now available in matte black. Acme Whistles, proudly associated with the NHL since 1917. It has been a busy week in the NHL, to say the least, uh, but Ross, before we start, I want to know, how are you today? How was your week? How was your um, Memorial
1: Day? Uh, well, riding high off a uh, 2-0 series lead for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Memorial Day was pretty low-key. I actually worked at the brewery um, that I worked part-time at. It was dead because everyone was out on their boat, so we just kind of hung out, Um. Memorial Day is always a tough day for me as someone who served, so it's a day that I reflect on and think about um, friends that I made that I no longer uh, get to talk to. Um, so yeah, Memorial Day is kind of rough for me. Um, but other than that, good weekend. Um, it was uh, full. Obviously, watched a lot of hockey. Uh, no complaints. So, how about you?
0: Uh, so we we were going to go out to the lake, but then Mother Nature decided to absolutely pour down just buckets of rain on Monday. So we uh, unfortunately, God,
1: when that happens, yeah,
0: unfortunately, we we're washed out. But I mean, made for a chill Monday, at least, you know, nothing, yeah, for sure, nothing major. Um, but let's get right into it, because you already said it lightning are up two to nothing
1: against the Carolina Hurricanes. In the two sloppiest games that I've seen out of both teams all season. Um, 100%. No, there's no flow. There's no, no one like it's just been Carolina dominates Lightning to get a shot on goal and score. Mm-hmm. Um, Andre Vasilevsky is the reason why the Lightning are up 2 0 in this series. But when you're in the playoffs, and you have a goaltender that decides to show up, that's all you need. <laughs> uh, Toronto.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Um, No, I mean, I, I don't disagree with you. It's definitely been one of those weird series where it's like – Yeah, it's just – Carolina controls the pace of play. Carolina is doing everything right, especially in game two. Yeah. And then I think they outshot Tampa almost two to one, and yep. then you still lose the game. Like, it's – Yeah. It's, it's one of those ones where –
1: you it's got to be demoralizing like... when you have a world, you know, one of the best goaltenders in, on the planet uh, and you're throwing everything you can at them and, you know, the other, the lightning get 15 shots mm-hmm. and they win. Like. Now, um,
0: I also think if there's one team to knock out down 2-0, it's Carolina.
1: Oh yeah. I don't, I, I will not um, sleep easy. Uh, playing Carolina until uh, we put them away. Because as we saw in the remaining – what what happened in the first round, um, even going up 3-1 on a team uh, can be uh, not a guarantee. 100%. And, I mean, I, I had Carolina winning this
0: series. I'm still holding out a little bit of faith. I mean, hell, who knows maybe they can go
1: in Tampa and, and win one, maybe two. I just – the Lightning have too much depth. They have too good of a goaltender. Um, and what's crazy is, is like Cooch Point and Stamkos haven't even done anything yet.
0: No, they've been quiet all series, which, like, is, which is scary.
1: But the well, the top two lines from both teams have been quiet. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously Alex Kalorn scored last night, but it's been your, it's been your Goudreaux's and I'm trying to think who scored the first goal. Just your second and th- or third and fourth line guys that have really been getting the play going because the top two lines of each team seem to wash each other out. Yeah, as as uh, John Cooper said, and I I love the quote
0: is you can't have a team full of Ferraris. You need a guy like Mister <laughs> Barclay Goudreau who's just your Jeep 4, four wheel drive. You know Jeep. Yep. And- it was, it was honestly a hilarious quote, but this is that's going to be this series. It's going to be determined yeah. in the third and fourth line yeah. and in goaltending. And I mean, Vasilevsky is standing on his head. The,
1: the lightning have the edge there. 100%. Um, we'll switch gears. Ha, see my, my segue? <laughs> Let's do it. We'll switch gears over to the Bo- Boston and the Islanders series tied 1-1. They're beating the shit out of each other. It's been fun to watch. We had a nice little overtime. Um... We have to – so then we have – shit, what's the other series other than – Vegas are up Oh, one. yeah. The Avs, Avs. are
0: up one-nothing after an absolute spanking. Yeah, they,
1: they scored a touchdown. Uh, Mr. DeBoer, you don't start Robin Leonard. I'm I was sorry. very
0: confused.
1: I, I understand that you rolled from, you know, uh, what – a game seven right into a game one. Yeah, they had like 48 hours. Mark not Andre Flurry can handle it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Obviously, we have the game tonight at 10. Flurry's going to be playing. And also what kind of surprised me is the fact that the boar left Leonard out there for the touchdown. Like. I, I, I'm almost thinking at a certain point. It was like
0: he went into game one throwing Leonard and seeing if maybe he could steal the game. And once they figured out well, they could and then steal the game.
1: Leonard, Leonard was talking all this crap on Twitter and then goes out there and does that. Like, bud.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely a tough look for Leonard and the I mean Vegas just Vegas looked out matched. Now like, granted they played you know two
1: nights before Vegas, Vegas would have been better off calling the league and being like, yo, make this a six game series, but Colorado up one nothing, give us two days more rest. Yep. Like, but, that's, that's what it felt like. Yeah.
0: Do we want to talk about that game one and the incidents?
1: Um, well, yeah, obviously we have to. We got to talk about Ryan Reeves. Like... Yeah,
0: so Ryan Reeves getting – a match penalty for attempt to injure and a double minor rough. There was a nine-minute power play.
1: Don't see those
0: every day for for Colorado and not
1: in the NHL anyway. Now the NA three on the other hand.
0: <laughs> it, well, it was funny. I was thinking about it and I was like, man, like when was the last time I saw a nine-minute power play? And I'm pretty sure it was some beer league game at like 10:30 at night, like yeah, just a throwaway game. But Revo ended up getting a two-game suspension, which. I felt wasn't strong enough considering.
1: No, I mean, he, so let, let's talk about the events that like really started to play here. He's going to the net and he cross-checks the goalie in the head. Yeah, cross-checks Grubauer into the head. And uh, then, so then they go to the ice and I guess he, whatever the Colorado player was, he pulled hair out of the guy's head.
0: Yeah, he he admitted and then the, the official said as well, that he pulled a chunk of hair out of Adam. Is it Ryan or Adam? I'm
1: not sure. Graves
0: hair. Like he pulled a. It's not, it's not Adam Graves. He played in the nineties.
1: So then Ryan Graves,
0: maybe, or we could both be wrong. I mean, who knows? Who knows? But anyway, he pulls out a chunk of hair. Now, like it's one thing if he just pulled the hair, like not good, not good, but at least it's not, pulling a chunk of hair out like yeah when i read that and the fact that it only got two games to me is an absolute joke
1: like i just it's one of those things like because obviously when it happened i'm like we watched like i watched the clip over and over again Mm -hmm. so i'm like okay maybe he got the match penalty for cross-checking grubauer in the head which fine or maybe he got it for, did he knee him in the head when they were on the ice? At one point it almost looked like Reeves had like his stick across the guy's throat. Like it, it just, there are so many like getting, seeing it from the different angles. Like it was really hard to understand what the match was for. And then um, I was talking to somebody and I asked them what happened and all, my my response was basically, it'll come out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, obviously, it came out, and it was just... It's just a weird situation. Like, what? What? Like, he pulled his hair? And then, I guess, the league rescinded the match. Yeah, they ended changed up the making wording it on it. A double minor and a 10. Like, they gave him a 10-minute misconduct and not the match. So, it's just... I don't know. Weird situation. Personally, if it were up to me, um, if if it were up to me, there would be three guys uh, that I would be just like permanently getting rid of in the NHL. He's one of them. Yeah. Reeves, Wilson, and Qadri would be gone if it were up to me.
0: Okay. So, the I, I think the linesman was the one that oh the linesman the, did,
1: the def the linesman definitely called the match because
0: after was... the after the scrum he went straight to the referee and then they went to the box Yeah it tells me he called the match which great the linesman yep. are, are more than capable yes. of doing that yeah. yep he's 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 the obvious one that could probably see the chunk of hair in Revo's hand yeah two games to me is not enough do I think it's a cadre eight game no no. I would have been happy with five, maybe six. Just say it's the season. It's
1: funny. I saw one guy on Twitter posted instead of suspending Reeves, they should make him play. At minimum, he has to play twenty minutes each game.
0: Yeah, Evander can said that. Make (laughs) him play twenty minutes a game, but like, my thing is, is like, if you want to be a tough guy in the National Hockey League, that is fine. Be a tough guy. There is a place in the game for it, in my opinion. But pulling out a guy's hair. Has absolutely zero well, place in hockey.
1: On, honestly, uh, we'll just have to see what happens when in Game Four. Mm-hmm. You know, like is somebody going to make Reeves answer the bell for doing? Like, come on! What are we? Are we like school age kids? Anyway, and, and uh, um, it's just bush league, very much so. And then the other series. Let's let's, let's get to. Um, the, so I, I want to say the quote of the night from Monday, I had a few people, a few different people all sent this out and it was basically the nature is healing itself. We all know the world is getting back to normal when the Toronto Maple Leafs blow a three to one series leap. Jeepers. I mean, and then, uh, I sent out a bolo because I have a few Leafs fans, friends, I posted. I was like, everyone, please check on your Maple Leafs friends. They are not okay right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we both said at the start of the series. In order for Montreal to win, Carey Price had to steal a game or two.
1: Carey Price had to be Carey Price. and Carey Price was more than Carey Price. And game five, or no, game six, five, they were up three-one. So, yeah, game five, uh, Carey Price decided that he wanted to be Carey Price of, like,
0: six years ago. Yep. Send him to game six. A bad turnover in game six in overtime sends him yep. to seven. Yep. Carey Price says, and hey, then boys, Ca- hop on.
1: Yep, and Carey Price put on a freaking clinic in game seven. And- now, uh,
0: a, a fun fact about the Leafs blown 3-1 series lead, they, is <laughs> they have three players at over $10 million AAV, which that's, that's a third of your – Almost half of your cap space. Yeah, and and
1: and the Canadians don't have a single one that's double digit AAV. They're the Uh, first. Carey Price is the only one. No, he's not. They tweet uh, TSN put it was one of them put out something that they were the first team. They're the first team in the cap era to make it to win around to the playoffs without somebody in double digit AAV.
0: No, it was no because his cap hits ten point five.
1: Okay. So and he is was... he is
0: the first player with a AAV of over ten million dollars to win a playoff series,
1: which is to me is bananas. Hold on, I, I gotta find. Okay. Anyway, but um, as I'm looking for that, yeah, Carey Price just was like, "Hey, uh, I'm gonna be Carey Price again." And the Le- and then we gotta go back to like the Leafs. Marner and um, uh, I almost said McDavid Matthews Matthews like where'd they go
0: yeah they were absolutely non-existent the whole playoff series and then in three games where you have a chance to close out Montreal they were absolutely non-existent but I mean hats off to Montreal they shut them down at the same time
1: exactly and it just the 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 Canadians played great man
0: Canadians uh, played good, they were opportunists, and Carey Price stood on his head.
1: Yep. And it's funny, uh, TSN did post a wanted poster for uh, Carey Price saying, wanted for stealing series. Oh, 1,000%. And that's what he did.
0: But then, so the only series of round two that has yet to start, we have the Jets
1: and the Habs. Uh, um, okay, so here's here's how I feel about this series. Does Carey Price continue being Carey Price? Or did he waste all of his Carey Price magic on the Leafs? That's really going to determine how this series goes. Like, I mean, I think the Jets are the better team. I think the Jets should win this series. But again, that's what we said about the Leafs. So you just, I have no idea. So the, the
0: only thing I think that's different is the Jets are not the Leafs, obviously. The Jets well, don't no. have the firepower of the Leafs. They're more complete team. And I think that's what's going to help them beat Montreal. Now, I don't... I mean, look, I, honestly, the Jets have sat around for... I think it feels like a week now, maybe more. A week, It feels like, like
1: a week and a half. Yeah, waiting, waiting for I, Montreal I or think, Toronto. I think Montreal wins game one just because... Um, the Jets have been sitting around. You think there's going to be that much rust? I, I think so. I think, See, um, I'm thinking the flip
0: side of it, whereas the Jets are just hungry to play, mm-hmm. and Montreal's coming off a seven-game series where now they have to, I believe they had to fly to Winnipeg, and so now yeah. they're sitting there in Winnipeg, and it's like, hey, go play game one. Mm-hmm. Um, I see the Jets winning it pretty easily pretty early. Okay, well, I I wouldn't. I'm not going to say a sweep because not, we're in the second round of the playoffs and like, come on now. Yeah. But at the same time, if they win this series four to four, four to I I would say at the absolute most, and that's if Carey Price is Carey Price and steals a game.
1: Yeah, but well, I guess we're just gonna have to wait and see. It's just uh, it's definitely one of those um, like this series is gonna be clo- closer than. Yeah, because
0: um, all year they've been pretty close to each other. I mean, like, win one, lose one, win one, lose one. No team is dominated. Uh,
1: the Jets won seven. Out of eight? Uh, of nine. Holy. They f- played each other nine times. Yikes. But weren't they close games? Like, there wasn't any blowouts uh, that I can remember. There, there, there was one 5 nothing game for the Jets, but everything else was like a one or a two-goal game. Yeah. There, there was a 7-1 uh, Canadians blowout of the Jets. But still, I mean, that's more so probably scheduling and the, than yeah.
0: anything. Um, yeah. Uh, it's definitely going to be an interesting series. I think – I just don't see the Habs coming out unless Cary Price steals another three games. And I just don't know if he has that in the tank. And yeah. if he does, well, sick, let's do it. And,
1: and, and it's funny. Cause like, he's been around forever. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I look it up. He's younger than he's a year younger than me. And I'm just like, dude, you've been playing in the league forever, but you know, like, yeah, that's, that's how old I am. <laughs> But, because because if if I would have made it, I'd be on the tail end of my career at this point.
0: If not, maybe retired, uh, you know?
1: I, yeah, probably. <laughs> I, I would have played my three games in the show and then bounced around minor league to minor league.
0: Yeah, it, it's definitely going to be I'd, interesting. Or I'd be
1: rocking the Joe Thornton just oh, full,
0: like... Oh, 1,000%. If I could, I would, 1,000%. Uh, but... I, I don't see the Habs coming out. I really no. don't. I, I think, think I I'm honestly excited for the Jets because they're such an underrated, under talked about team mm-hmm. that like now they're going to get some like hey, we're the Winnipeg Jets We're actually a good hockey team. Like it's yeah. not just not just people in Winnipeg knowing, it's now going to be well, the whole world is going to see how good And then
1: running. it's going to get screwy too because of the way the standings worked the if the lightning beat the hurricanes and um, they become the highest remaining seed other than uh vegas or colorado i believe if i i need to look at the the overall league standings hold on
0: so you would say avs one lightning two and then bruins jets more than likely
1: yeah so it would be so the lightning would end up playing so if the lightning win this series well, the winner of Lightning in Carolina is going to play the winner of uh, Boston and Winnipeg, and then Colorado. Or I'm sorry, Boston and the Islanders. Okay, I was like, and oh. then color. Um, okay, Colorado Vegas plays the winner, uh, and the Colorado or Vegas will play the winner of Winnipeg and in Montreal. So, so it's unf-
0: almost like east west still yeah um unless like unless the Habs beat the jets yeah and it would it, then it would be east and west
1: so there unfortunately there because of the way the standings fell we do not have a possible i mean we do technically have a possibility of two eastern teams playing each other but it would have to be like the lightning and the Canadians mm-hmm for the Stanley Cup final or the Canadians and the Bruins. That is a potential oh, Stanley Cup final. That would be insane. I as much as I as much as I want to see Tampa and Colorado, I, I could get on board for some Boston, Montreal for the Cup. Just like back yes, because, old school
0: original six hockey. I mean, what's better yep. than that though? Um, speaking of I guess chances, we got the draft lottery tonight.
1: Oh yeah. And um,
0: Buffalo has a 16% chance. The Ducks have a 12%. Seattle at 10.3% chance.
1: So I have this funny feeling that Seattle's going to win. You think? I, I I have this like I have this feeling that Buffalo is going to get screwed again. At um, least now
0: they can only drop down
1: to like I think second yeah. or third. Which or is the, as I well. Actually, I shouldn't say Buffalo gets screwed again. Kind of like basically it's – as long as it's not like the Ottawa situation of last year where they had two chances to get that top pick and then the Rangers got it like Mm out of left field, I think the only way you should be able to get the top pick is if you finish in the bottom three. 100%. Like, so the bottom three this year were Jersey, Anaheim, Buffalo. Those are the only three – And Well, in this year being an expansion year, you let Seattle in as well. Yeah, which I think the Devils had also a 10.1 or
0: 10.3% chance as well.
1: So I I feel like it should just be Buffalo, Anaheim, Jersey, and Seattle getting that crack at the number one. But then after that, I think they need to change the rules. The only teams that should be able to get that top pick are the bottom three. That's it. Um, now, if you have a tie in points for the bottom three, like right, now, like Columbus and Detroit tied in points, at forty-eight. Let's say if they were part of the bottom three. Okay, so then you allow four in because there's a points tie.
0: Mm-hmm. But but there's no need for the Flames and their two point two percent chance that I'm, no. I'm hoping for.
1: But <laughs> with the way last year went, the Flames could win it.
0: Hey, and you know what? And if they do, I'll be jumping around tonight.
1: Like, hell, the Rangers could win the top pick again. That would be at like one At like 1%. That would be hilarious. At that point, I'd be like, it's fixed. Oh, 1,000%. <laughs> just be
0: like, uh, hey, Batman, you trying to do something here? Yep. But no, so we have that tonight. Buffalo, again, best chance. Hopefully they don't get screwed. Maybe it will help Michael because – I mean, guy, just ugh, poor guy. Well,
1: I I think Ike was Gonzo's anyway, to be honest. Yeah,
0: but if you get a first overall pick, you put them with Eichel, Like maybe they start turning it around.
1: I doubt it. I just I'm um, I'm out. Like if I'm Michael I'm just like so. So is Buffalo going to be the next Edmonton?
0: Oh, just keep getting number one. Just picks? be in the yeah. Just just get number one picks and be in no, a constant I, state well, of rebuilding.
1: I. Well, constant state of rebuilding, yes. Getting number one picks, no. I, I don't think we'll ever have the situation where um, – You get four uh, in like six yeah, or five, yeah. five where, or six where, years.
0: Yeah, where Edmonton got crazy. Yeah, like, they had four uh, in I think five or six years. Mm-hmm. So it'll, it that will be tonight before any of the games. Obviously, we record before that because why not, right? But um speaking of cap and all that, because I think it's a big thing, Gary Bettman a while ago, I want to say it was a few months now, that somehow I missed over was the cap is going to stay at a flat cap or a near flat cap for the next four years. That was before
1: they before got 14 the start coming out. No, they got that was before they got the six hundred and fifty million dollar TV deal. So the league the league just got a huge TV pay bump, like a $300 million pay bump for mm-hmm. TV. And obviously they took in the $650 for um, the Kraken. They got the final check a couple months ago. So it covers those two things are going to cover that shortage in the escrow that the league was – worried about last summer because going into this season the players because of no fans the players basically were like we need to take a loan out from you guys and we will pay back the escrow but then there was going to be like a, a sh- they estimated a massive shortage in 10 years mm-hmm. but that was without them counting on the final check from Seattle and the page the the TV increase because Seattle could have at the last minute they, if they said didn't know if they didn't have the money they put th- in theory could have been like oh well we don't have the rest of the money so we're out.
0: Hey, but good on the NHL for not counting the money before it's there too.
1: Well yeah exactly I the mean NH- like
0: good business decision there Now this came out I believe it was like three months ago and I just stumbled upon it. okay um, um,
1: I I have a feeling the caps gonna go up a little bit
0: but but that's the thing. I think teams were expecting a bigger jump than what it's going to be. Which Um, is gonna hurt teams long term.
1: Well, and two, I I think I think we're getting into this, and I I spoke to a few, I I said this to to a few friends last year when we had the pandemic, because the GMs generally plan for a certain percentage increase every year. Mm -hmm. And then obviously we had this flat cap. So now teams like the lightning and a couple others, are like, hey, we have to work cap magic here because we got screwed. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, every the entire league got
0: screwed.
1: Yeah, to no fault of their own. Exactly. So, like, I think if a, if a team is over the cap by a little bit, not by signing players, like, I I can't go out tomorrow and pay a guy $10 million that's not on my roster already and be over the cap. But let's say next year the cap goes up a little bit, but everyone that I have currently under contract, let's say the next year contract hits and the cap didn't adjust right. I should be able to keep those players and not be penalized. Does that make sense? I would agree with that to
0: a certain extent that we don't go too far over the cap. Well, yeah, that's, and that's what I'm saying.
1: Like if we're talking south of a million
0: dollars, who cares?
1: Yeah. Well, no, even like just a percentage, like let's say it's, you know, two or three percentage Mm points based on what the cap had gone up previously. It was usually what two and 3% a year is usually what it worked out to. Which and now if a team was gonna be over like two or three percent, okay, that's fine, but now you can't sign anybody, you can't like there's so many things that they wouldn't be able to do.
0: I, I don't disagree as long as they don't go out and sign some dude yeah. to a fat if it's somebody contract that you know yeah.
1: Well, if it's people that are within your organization already, you should be able to keep those players and not have to sacrifice because you got screwed by the cap not going up enough.
0: I would agree 100%. Um, do you want to move on to the clips of the week? We don't have a ton. We just have, I think, four of them besides the, the Revo incident if we wanted to play that one as well.
1: All right. So we have Jake Brunt's getting fined five grand for a vicious cross check right there, uh, I'm okay with just a fine there. To be honest, 100. Um, to anybody not watching,
0: though, it was a cross check to the back of the head. Um, Yeah, it I'm. Wasn't just, a
1: penalty on the play, which I was a little disappointed about. Um, I just I'm okay with uh, a fine there. Like that's not suspension worthy. Um, yeah, should. I mean, I don't. I don't as far as a penalty as far as a penalty goes. The, In the NHL too for cross-check. The low referee might not he, no, might he have was talking away. to him.
0: Oh he was, I mean, he was pretty much talking to him the whole time. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, and, I mean, here's here's the way I feel about it. Like, if he's yelling at him and talking to him the whole time, and like it's this is a close game here, too. And it looks like okay, so the Bruins were on a power play. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, I probably should have taken away the Bruins' power play there, but uh, hey, you no, know what? Weren't. There's five on the ice there. One, two, three, four, five. five. I can't, I can't count. So battle it's, it's five on five. They're battling in front of the net. I'm okay there. Then
0: my only issue is, is like I'm fine with the good old fashioned just cross checks to the back, back and forth. Like let's let's battle her he, out. He did cross check him in the neck. Once he gets up into the neck, it's like, dude, like come on, I I. I yeah. tried to tell you to keep your stick down. And yeah, you still wrote up like just a two minute cross well, check in the National League.
1: Yeah. Youth well, hockey, then, we
0: don't really have choices.
1: No. Well, I mean, that'd be a two minute cross check in youth hockey, too.
0: If not more. I mean, you now we're go, getting to the head.
1: Yeah. You can go 210 head contact if you want to. It really, you, that's a dealer's choice. You have 210 head contact. You got minor high stick. You got minor. Uh, cross check. You can go major, major high stick if you want to. Like, there's so many different options there. Uh, yeah, that's a penalty. Yeah, they called interference on the ice. Ryan um, Graves yeah. came in, so, okay. just
0: big hit. To
1: so the head. in higher hockey, yes, that is going to we're calling that an interference. In USA hockey, we are calling that a rough.
0: Uh, USA hockey, that's won- a head contact. Oh, I didn't see. He that hit him in the head. Now again, NHL. I don't disagree. Minor. Uh,
1: I got it. I mean,
0: are you saying he rode the principal uh, point of contact? Uh, I chest would. And I would. Say,
1: I would say initial point of contact is like upper chest. I am only given a minor there for a rough. So I, I think
0: this brings up an interesting question: is A game two ten or uh, minor?
1: Minor rough.
0: Okay. Single A to a double A
1: game. Probably minor rough. See, I'm thinking 210. See, for me for me, on a head contact, your initial point of contact has to be the head. And initial point of contact here, it looked like it was shoulder to shoulder. And then the head came down. Because his head's up all the way. And he hits the left shoulder of the, the Vegas player. And then the head kind of goes forward into his shoulder.
0: See, my biggest issue here is we've already decided it's, it's it's an interference. So now we're just going to finish a check in a punishing way. I understand that's a roughing. But yeah. at the same time, in a lower level game of checking, there's no point for that hit. In a, in a single-A, double-A game, there's no point for that hit, even in a triple-A game. No point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: so it's like let's say, hey, like, why are you even going that high for the hit? Yeah, well, like, different. stay a little bit lower and then finish your track? Sure, two minutes roughing, mm-hmm. but the fact that he came up as high as he did and like, yeah, you know what? That first original contact might have just been below the neck, but it's like, dude, you're getting you're getting really close to being high there.
1: Well. I mean, I, I'm we're I'm just gonna have to agree to disagree as far as like what I'm assessing. I'm just going minor rough, just because like my the way I the way I work or the way I, I referee games like initial point of contact is my biggest thing. Um,
0: and and I mean that's look, it's it's okay. Like that's the so. whole point of officiating. Everybody's gonna <laughs> yep. see shit differently. Everybody has different standards. There's nothing wrong with that. It's Let's a reverse. It's it's the awkward reverse hit.
1: That's an an interesting one. So they called a rough on the play. I mean, so, okay, so generally you're going to say the guy with the puck can't get a penalty. However, Max Pacioretty, right? That's Pacioretty. Yep. Yep. One of the only guys that wears 67. (laughs) So Max Pacioretty knows he's coming. Like, oh, okay, and just drives his shoulder into the guy's mouth. I'm okay Mm -hmm. with that penalty there.
0: And and I think this is a good one to take as a two minute minor because the Avs player kind of puts himself in a bad spot where he's leaning forward. Yeah. So Patch ready does make that hit. Yeah, he, he gets him in the head a little bit, but it's more so because I believe it's Gerard puts himself in a bad spot. Mm-hmm. Two minute minor roughing. I am a okay with it.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So right there, that
0: hit. That's a five game.
1: That is a. Uh, Five gamer match. Yeah. Dealer's choice. Like
0: I said five game in USA under whatever six oh eight B as you can yeah. see there. And that's the checking from behind directly into the board's head first or the goal frame. Yeah. And match then, um, I would I would understand too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay with either one of those there. Honestly, I'd almost rather have the match. especially just for the going. the stiffer. Yeah, just because like we're going into the side of the net there mm-hmm. and that thing does not move. No. Was he suspended or fined for that? Nope, nothing. Okay.
0: There wasn't even a call on the ice. Now, okay, National Hockey League, what are you calling?
1: I mean, he hits him into the post head first. I can't remember what the rule is in the rule book off the top of my head, but I think, I mean, you could call a match there. You could call, uh, I think, check from behind is in their book. I'm pretty
0: sure it's just rule one, 1.01. You can't do that. You can't do that? Yeah. Exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, either way, like, uh, man, that's rough. I, I hate that nothing was called there. And then, so I actually was discussing with a buddy about the Reeve suspension, mm-hmm. with the, and he's like, honestly, he goes, I'm surprised he got suspended two games for pulling the hair when he didn't get suspended at all for the Sutter hit. And now that I'm seeing the Sutter hit, I have the same opinion. I'm like, like wow, like, how does he not, but, you know, like, Department of Player Safety is its own animal. And, well, um,
0: here's my only defense for Revo on that play. Is is Revo's going down a lane where the puck could potentially go. And yeah. Sutter steps into the lane. He
1: does step in front of him. I I, I can And I that's why
0: I said five game over match. Because, yeah. okay, yes, that's on Revo to not make that contact one billion percent. But it's also on Sutter not to put himself in the worst position possible. Yeah. And
1: and that's the thing, too. Like that spot there on the ice, he was definitely in a very
0: bad position. So, I mean, I would have been fine with a five game. Just, yeah, you you can't throw a guy headfirst into the into anywhere. I don't care where it is. Um, but moving on, we got some NHL awards. They're coming out slowly but surely each day, every day this week. So far, we have the Ted Lindsay and the Vesna. The Ted Lindsay is voted on by the players for their MVP. The guys up for it are Crosby, Matthews, and McDavid.
1: Um, um, well, I, based on their playoff performances, which it is not, all three um, of them are out. All three of them are out. So, um, my pick is Nikita Kucherov cuz he did just as much in the playoffs as those three. He's done more in the playoffs than those guys. I mean, but it's for
0: the full yeah, season. Yeah, I know, for the
1: season. Um
0: I'm going to say McDavid just cuz he he carries the Oilers.
1: Yeah, but it's either going to be McDavid or Crosby.
0: Yeah. Well, actually I,
1: no, I mean, I mean, Matthews too though. Matthews scored what? 46 goals.
0: Mhm. But Matthews has a lot of talent around him. Where and same with Crosby. Crosby has a lot more talent around him than either of those two guys. To me, it's McDavid and Drysaddle and Edmonton.
1: Everybody yeah. else
0: is an afterthought. That's why I say McDavid. Fair. Now for the Vesna, we got Mister marc Andre Fleury and Philip Grubauer and Vasilevsky.
1: I'm pretty sure um, you're going to say Vasilevsky. No, actually, in this case, I kind of want marc Andre Fleury to win the to win one more uh, to win a Vesna. I th- no, I think he's won it before, but I just I, I feel like marc Andre Fleury had himself a year. Um, he took his net back after mm-hmm. having it taken away from him. He showed Vegas that they uh, gave Leonard way too much money. I don't disagree with that. Um, the only thing I do
0: disagree with is Grubauer being even thrown up for that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at him throughout the season, I mean, he hasn't had any scoring chances like quality, like the amount of quality scoring chances Colorado gives up are like peanuts compared to what Vasilevsky, Flurry, even, even come close to facing. I really would have liked to see, uh, Saros from Nashville in there
1: mm-hmm.
0: because that kid stood on his head game you know, in and game out for Nashville to get him into the playoffs. I understand in the playoffs, he might not have been fantastic. Well, playoffs don't matter, but exactly. Um, I don't I think th- Grubauer should have been in there. I think he's in there because Avalanche are a good hockey team and can score seven goals in a hockey game and then you win more. Mm hmm. Like, yeah, it's, it's pretty easy to be a really good goaltender when you're facing 10, 15 shots a game all yeah. from the outside and 95% of the game is in the other yeah. team's offensive zone. True. But now between those three, Flurry, I think all the way. I mean, Vasilevsky's had a great year. I mean, he's he's Vasilevsky. Like, he's, like, he's one of the top goaltenders in the NHL. Mm-hmm. I just don't think Grubauer's in that name or in that no, list. I don't either. But hopefully Fleury can win it or Vasilevsky. If Grubauer wins it, I'm going to be
1: – Well, I, I, it's going to be Vasier or, or Flower. It's, it has to be. There's no way it's not.
0: Yeah, and then let's move on to one last thing that we got to talk about, and that is the, the security issue in Tampa Bay with the Usher and the jersey. We talked about it before the show. You brought up some really good points for the Tampa side of things – I mean, where do you want to start? Let's just unpack it.
1: Um, so, okay. Uh, back when Mr. Vinnick bought the Lightning, one of the policies that was put into place is if you are in the first two rows, uh, which is known as the um, – the, well, it's there's the Lexus Lounge, which is the lounge area. I don't know what the – and then there's the Chase Club, which is the upstairs area. I don't know what the actual – they call the seats – But anyway, it's the first two rows and the Chase Club. You are not allowed to wear opposing team um, sweaters. And that has been the policy in Tampa for uh, over five years, at least. Um, And it's known usually every year someone complains about it, whatever. So the reason why it was put in place was the Lightning at the time weren't as good as they are now uh visiting team fans were out showing the home team fans ownership didn't like that so they wanted to control a little bit of it which it's their building they get to do what they want to do when you buy a ticket to amelie in those two rows those are generally season tickets Mm -hmm. Um, when you buy those season tickets you are informed of what the policies are you are paying a boatload of money for those tickets. I had friends that bought half-season tickets two, three years ago for the second row on the blue line across from the Lightning Bench. It was $8,000 a seat. Oh, a seat goodness. for half the season. They so only 20 went... 20 games. 21 games. Uh, eight grand a seat. Wow. So... But when they bought the tickets, they were given the policy of what you can and cannot do while sitting in those two rows. Um, I would be willing to bet that this person that the this uh, I think it was a father and son yep. that were in their pants. Um, they did not read what they were supposed to when they purchased those tickets from the um, Fan exchange, and I am almost hundred percent sure when you buy those tickets through the fan exchange, you are notified of what the policies are. So they didn't know the policy, obviously, and um, the so they wore their they wore their you know panther sweaters, to which other lightning fans who own the seats next to them or around them complained about, which. If it's, that's the pol- that was the policy up until this past week. Um, how I will say that I feel like the ushers did not handle the situation appropriately. Um, I think there could have been other, other means taken or uh, other actions taken to mitigate the situation. Um, I think if they would have asked that, you know, tell the, tell the adult, Hey, take the sweater off but your kid can keep it on. I think that would have been fine. Um, like, cause obviously at the end of the day, it's about the kids getting to go watch hockey. Right. So it's just, it's just one of those things It could have been handled better. Obviously the lightning have since changed their policy. Um, but I just, I don't know. I'd never had a problem with it. Um, I know Nashville has a very similar policy and I believe There might be one or two other teams, I just can't think of who they are that have the same policy. It's your building, you know? Like, we just – that's just how it's been. And, um, I mean, is it right? Is it wrong? That's not my thing to decide, but that's what happened.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, my take on it is it's – and Tampa's going to get called out because – They're the ones that had the biggest issue with it. Nashville has had this thing. Nashville has that policy. To me, it's one of the dumbest, dumbest policies ever to put in place. If your team is dog shit and you can't sell the first two rows to Tampa fans and, you know, certain sections, well, hey, you know what? Maybe you should go out and market your team better. Maybe you should spend money and get a better team. Now, I understand you got to rebuild and stuff, but here's the thing, like, to me, it's it's just stupid to even have any of these policies in place. Because as a like as a Flames fan, I go to Dallas Stars games when the Flames are in town and I wear my 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 red jersey, my bright red jersey in a sea of green. And I stick out like a sore thumb and I'm fully aware of that and I'm OK with it. But my thing is is you buy the tickets
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's not my fault that this policy is in place. I'm coming to cheer on my hockey team. If you I, want your ticket holders to not give up those seats and wear blue, well, maybe don't let them sell them.
1: Well, yeah, there's there is that, and we did talk about how uh, beforehand. For those of you that aren't, might not be aware of this, uh, most of the teams every day have somebody whose job is to go online and see what tickets are for sale, and then figure out who the ticket owner is if it's a season ticket, how much they're selling it for and all that kind of stuff. Like they track that stuff. If you don't if you don't think they do, they do. Um now when it comes to those first two rows, those tickets are ungodly expensive. Actually, you know what? Let me let me see if there's any available for um the game tomorrow. If there so, are, they're they're
0: going to be stupid expensive. Yeah. But even then, when I went to Minnesota to watch a Flames game in Minnesota, I bought second row right behind Minnesota's goaltender for the first and third period, mm-hmm. and they were $94 a pop, which yeah, f- fairly cheap, all things considered. But here's the thing. If, if, I, if I had an usher walk down to those seats and tell me I couldn't wear my Flames jersey because I'm in the second row, I'd be like, well, maybe some Minnesota fans should buy these tickets. Like that—that that is not my fault that you guys as an organization can't put your team's butts in the seats. Yeah. That's um, that should not be a fan's problem. If you want to put, t- I mean, pick any team, you want to put Dallas fans in so the first two rows. Here
1: here you go. Section 114 row A seats, six and seven, $986 a piece. Mm-hmm is how much they are for the game tomorrow night. And you know what? If you're willing
0: to pay that much, because that is way overvalued. If you're willing to pay that much, wear whatever Jersey you want to wear. Well, because at see, the end my, of the day, my, as a team owner, at the cool. end of the day, as a team owner, you're still getting that money. Cause you yeah. got the, the tickets are already sold. And then you still get them on the, all the concessions. And yeah, you know what? Does it look bad to have maybe two Florida jerseys sitting there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It at least shows that Florida fans
1: show up. Yeah. Um, I would say about the only thing is when you buy a ticket to any sporting event, it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter if it's a hockey game or baseball, whatever, or a concert you are accepting the terms and conditions that come along with that ticket. It is a con, it is a legally binding contract. Um, when next time you buy a ticket, whether it's, um, online or a physical ticket you can read the terms and conditions Mm -hmm. actually sit there and read them you would be surprised what is in there 100 percent. but so it's just is it a bad policy i mean that's again like i said that's not my determination but it just it is what it is um i wish i wish the ushers would have handled it better that at 1000%. the end of the at the end of the day, that's all that matters is the fact that the ushers did not handle it the correct way, <sighs> and so and, and that's
0: why it's getting so much issue is
1: because yeah,
0: I mean plain and simple, had the usher said, "Hey, you know what? We will move you to the other side of the arena." Well, so yeah, and
1: that's and that's what I said, like, bro.
0: like yeah. no, I I mean personally, me as a fan, like I'd be a little bit chapped, but like I would have been like, I mean, if it's the same vantage point. Who cares? Like whatever at the end of the day, but it's just the simple fact that especially in the United States, hockey is very much trying to grow.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And we have, we have,
1: we have a guest star as always. This is our
0: guest of the week. This is shadow.
1: Hey shadow. But I mean,
0: putting these policies into place, no matter what team is completely ridiculous. Yeah. I, I understand when, when the Leafs come to town and and when, you know, Montreal comes to town, there's going to be Habs fans. There's going to be Leafs fans, especially down in Florida when they can buy tickets for $10 in the lower bowl. And it's way cheaper to get, you know, well, yeah, lights in a uh, hotel uh, than it is to go see a Montreal game. I yeah. get that, but you know what? It's on Florida to, to be like, Hey, you know what? We got to become a better hockey team. We yeah. got to figure out how to get Florida fans in our
1: seats. Well, I mean I mean if we're gonna go with an example, the Panthers, like down there, you go to a game there, there's more away team fans usually than guarantee home team fans. So
0: it's almost a guarantee, especially especially if it's a Canadian team.
1: Yeah,
0: and like that's not that's not a knock on Florida fans because when they come out, they come out in full force. But it's like, hey, if you guys don't want to come out during the regular season, Mm -hmm. then the other fans are gonna sit there and you can't say boo because hey, you know what? At least they're showing up.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: But that, I think, is going to wrap up episode 97 of the Team Stripes podcast. Before we go, we have to have a massive thank you to our other sponsor at Hockey Ref Shop, the official U.S. equipment supplier of Team Stripes. They carry a variety of referee products, including beginner packages, sweaters, pants, accessories, protective equipment, fun referee-themed products, and more. They pride themselves on having great service from experienced officials and super fast shipping. Visit Hockey Ref Shop to place an order today. And boy, oh boy, do I wish I had the protective equipment two nights ago when I got speared in the nuts during my beer league game and then missed a penalty because I was on the ice damn near in tears. I was like, man, I should have had a cup on. But I think that's going to wrap up episode 97. And that's what you get for not wearing a cup. 1000% 1000% can't even be mad about it probably. I don't
1: wear much gear I wear shin pads And a cup but that's it Um, But wear a cup damn Yeah wear, wear a cup kids Like, Don't
0: don't be me wear a cup Because I don't I'll be I'm straight up on that guy that doesn't I don't know why Maybe I hate my life I don't know But don't be me kids And that's going to wrap <laughs> up episode 97 We'll be back next week Hopefully with a lot more to talk about And cool. have a great week You're guys You're listening to the Team Stripes Podcast